Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Larry Dorfman. Larry is the co-founder of Roots, is a real estate investment fund with a unique business model that creates wealth for its investors and property residents simultaneously. Welcome, Larry. Thank you. Good to be here with you this morning. Oh, it's How are great you? to have you, my friend. This is exciting, huh? It so is, basically, create wealth for its investors. Can you elaborate on that? Can we talk about this more? I'd love to. I actually okay. get to brag on it a bit, Saeed, because my son No, please, the, go ahead. My son created the vision, so I'm just working with him. It's a great opportunity. I was honored to be asked by him to actually be involved in this journey that he wanted to develop, which is tied around the concept that real estate investment's been pretty much off limits for about 90% of Americans. If you think about it, other than trying to own a rental and the risks and liabilities of owning one, two, three, four properties and trying to manage them yourselves, the average American who's not an accredited investor really has a difficult time getting any way heavy into the real estate business, which is where much of the wealth in the world has been made. Daniel came up with a thought process after about a decade in the real estate business how do you open this up? How do you more democratize ownership of investment grade residential properties that are rented? And they tied it together with a little bit of an unusual concept of what if you actually had the residents who rent the properties, who pay the rent, be a part of the activity, be partners in the fund, be investors in the fund? What would happen if they actually owned a piece of the place they lived in while they rented rather than rent to own? What if they owned a piece of the entire fund, every property in the fund, they were investors just like everyone else, the accredited investors or anyone else. He established this thought process. We got together, talked about it. I loved it because I really think that the person who rents in America is in a very disadvantaged position. The average renter in America makes less than $60,000 in the household. They have an average of less than $650 in lifetime savings. To me, that's borderline fringe homeless. One event in your house, one life experience, and you can be living somewhere else, which the pandemic would have been that for many people if there weren't a couple of trillion dollars mm. spent to help support us. So our thinking is, if this resident's going to be living in this home, what if they actually lived in it like they own it? What if they took care of the property, paid the rent on time, were really good neighbors with the other people around them, and then were able to participate? in actually owning the property with us. It happens very easily. Go ahead. So yeah. to clarify this, basically someone that's looking to rent a property to live in, they would connect with you guys. You guys would say, okay, I have these properties. You can get involved with us. You can live there. And a portion of it will be in the business side of the holdings as well. Is that correct? It is. There are several models out there that basically inflate the rent, if you would so that they can then say they're taking a piece of the money and it'll be yours when you leave or they put it into some account somewhere. The big challenge in the market for everybody is where do you save your cash? <laughs> in the low interest rate days, you made a half a percent. 
So maybe you can get a point and a half in a savings account today. How does that work over a long term against 6% inflation? It doesn't, right? So in this case, a resident comes to live with us. Let's say they have a $1,500 deposit, right? That deposit goes immediately into their own personal investment account at the Roots Real Estate Investment Community Fund. It's a Reg A fund, so anybody can invest as little as $100. So that $1,500 becomes their stake in their real estate portfolio. And then for every month they live in it like they own it, they pay the rent on time, they take care of the property, and then we ask them once a quarter just to walk around and take a video. Let us see how the property is, point out anything that needs to be fixed, help us take care of the property. They get a rental rebate between $50 and $100, so that's, what, $600 to $1,200 a year. That's also added into their account. Last year, the fund generated 16% in appreciated value and returns, both in dividends and the value of the property. So the people with us last year in their first full year with us ended up with over $2,000 in their bank account with us, in their fund, their actual investment. Think about it. That's almost four times what the average person had in savings. Now, how do you bridge a wealth gap? If you have an average savings account of 600 bucks with nowhere to make it grow, and you have no expendable income at the end of any month with an income around fifty well, or sixty thousand dollars. With this, you take this. Here's what's really amazing. When we first got into it, I had to learn some life lessons. We all live in a different place, right? And so, when we started with our first residents, and we told them we were going to let them have their security deposit become a reserve account and go into the fund, they looked at us like we had seven eyes and said, "You're lying." I've never gotten a security deposit back. And we, to our calculations, about 81% of the people never got any of their security deposit back and most got very little. And we continue to survey this to see if it's changing, but it's not. In the workforce housing world, that security deposit is considered the cost of living. It's just considered part of having to get a place. And if you want to move, you have to have another one in the first month's rent again. It makes it very challenging. Here, mm. in fact, here's an interesting point. If the national statistics are that there's less than $600 or $650 in savings, they clearly aren't even including the security deposit and the amount of the savings that the resident has, right? We immediately yeah. take that money and put it to work for them so that when they choose to leave, if they choose to leave at some point in the future, they can take 100% of that money with them. They if they took really good care of the property, there'll be no charges. If there are mm -hmm. a few things that need to be fixed, they would be fixed just like any other security deposit. And obviously it's, it just Regardless. Gets, the, it gets the resident, it would be anywhere. But here's the point. Most, the landlord-tenant relationship has been a miserable thing for many years. Daniel does a very good video on the front of our website that talks about the landlord-tenant re relationship. We won't use the word tenant. We use the word resident. We treat people as human beings and then they get a chance to be a part of the investment community. I like that. Yeah, it's really as simple as that. And here's the other point is that take the median income of 75 or so thousand dollars across the United States. How many of those people can invest in a big real estate fund? They're not accredited investors. They can't put the minimum 50, 100, 200,000, much less afford the fees that these people charge. So, so can the renter, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so now let me ask that. Let me get that question from you. I'd love to, I hear a good question coming. Go ahead. So if they wanted to scale like the resident, right? I like that, that you use that, that term showing respect to 
you met him, right? So as as, as very you guys, the resident, if they wanted to scale with you guys, say they start earning more money, for example, does that mean they have to obviously don't rent multiple locations, right? They can't live in multiple places, but can they scale? Is there a plan for that? Boy, is that a great question? I have not been asked that question. I love it. They are already scaled upon the first investment. Right now, the fund owns 31 properties and we have another 27 being prepared to go into the fund. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. But the answer is the moment they invest the first amount, they own a piece of the fund, not just one property. They're diverse. Oh, they're a part of the whole thing. Yes, they don't. It's this is not your rent to own where you put seven or eight or nine thousand uh, dollars up. And if you don't close in two years, you lose your money. <laughs> this is own while you rent literally the moment you sign your lease and pay your deposit. You're an investor in the fund and you're earning quarterly dividends as well as any appreciated value of the stock or of the units, as they're called. Now, here's what you asked points to another great solution that Daniel came up with, which is. So let's say I'm paying 1500 a month in rent and uh, I get a raise and I'm making some more money and I want to start really investing on a consistent basis and scale my real estate holdings. It is as simple as going onto the website or onto the platform, our software platform, and clicking a box and saying, I want $50 a month put into my fund account. I want you to draw it out of my checking account right into my fund account and I'm going to start automatically saving. $50 or $75 or $100 a month. Warren Buffett says- Towards the, the fund. To in the fund. It goes in immediately. It's so, so let me get this straight. So say, for example, it's $1,500 deposit, right? That they put in. They're part of the fund now. They're renting. They're paying every month. They're ensuring the property is in optimal condition because now they're not just uh, a renting. They're actually part of this, their asset, right? So they're taking care of it. Now, if they, another aspect of the scale could be that if someone wanted to- add additional money into it. They can tell you guys, say, you know what, 50, hundred bucks, can you put it towards a fund? I want a bigger stake. Is that really That's exactly what it is? correct? Okay. Exactly. Warren Buffett, and every time you hear him speak about saving money and building wealth, two things occur. One is real estate, right? One is real estate is take everything you need to live on and put the rest in real estate. That's what he just told LeBron James recently. Not that LeBron should have a trouble savings, saving and building wealth. But for the average human, same thing. They just don't have a way to go to real estate. If the second most yeah, important thing he says is it has to be automatic. It has to not be a function. You have to actually go put your $50 up every month, have it come out of your checking account straight into your savings. That's why you have a 401k. Take that away. You never miss it. Have an automatic $50 withdrawal. It's a couple of less drinks every weekend, but you have it saved and put away. One drink. We have a calculator that's being placed on our website, hopefully next week, that you can actually go in and estimate, I got a targeted amount of money I'd like to have in 20 years. I have a targeted amount of money I'd like to have in 10 years, five years. So it'll tell you how it, much to put in every month. Exactly. And you can put in if it makes 10%, 12%, 15%, whatever. Our targeted rates, our targeted returns are 15. We are in 16 the first year. We could be 12 and what they say, previous experience doesn't guarantee future results. The good news about real estate is that it is dirt. It's tangible. It's not going anywhere. It's insured. So the chances are the property itself is going to keep some value, right? And whatever the market does, uh, we have a good chance of succeeding with it. And it's a, so, for us, go ahead. Yeah. 
So when the, this is a fund, right? So for example, I'm not 100% sure on this point, but when you guys come across a property where you can take it and bring it onto your into your fund, but you notice that there's an opportunity to flip it or get rid of it for a, a very hefty profit, do you do that and then that's shared amongst the investors? Yes. So first of all, a couple of unique things. Daniel calls it de-risking the fund. First of all, Roots Real Estate Investment Community only buys properties that are fully optimized. They're already rented. They're cash flowing at 6% or better. That's very unusual. Most This is a REIT, a real estate investment trust. REIT, yeah. <clears throat> but it's a Reg A REIT, which means anyone can invest as low as $100 and own a piece of Atlanta, Georgia. All of our properties are currently in Atlanta. And, and that's a uniqueness favorite. that is yeah. reggae. Yeah, there's some other reggae's in the market. But, yeah, there are other reggae's, but it's very hard and very compliant. It's an SEC. So the SEC regulations you have to comply with on a consistent basis so that average income folks can invest. It's a protection aspect of the SEC. We file with the SEC every time we buy a piece of property, we have to file it. We have to keep it very tight. Um, so your question is mm -hmm. a great question. We buy all the property at the what's called the sponsorship level, a company called Seed, which is the property manager for Roots. And we take all the risk on the Seed side. We'll buy a piece of property, we'll fix it up, and we'll rent it. That could take anywhere from a month to five months. In most funds, they buy the property, and while it's empty, it's costing the fund part of its returns. It's, taking, it's lowering the returns. In this case, we only buy properties at Roots from seed and seeds already rented it. So they've got a property that's cash flowing and making money. That's the first de-risk. The second one is if we buy a property at the seed side and it's not good, we get into it and we start doing some light renovations and find out the floorboards are out, the roof needs to be replaced. There's all kinds of problems. We may have to sell it for a loss or maybe we make a couple of bucks on it on the seed side, but it doesn't ever impact roots. On the other side where roots this quarter, Roots is purchasing 17 townhomes that we've had for a year and a half. The reason that Roots couldn't buy it before this is that the income from the rents wasn't producing enough cash flow. We had to wait a year and a half to get the rents up to where the rent was producing six plus percent in cash flow because that's our rules for Roots. When we bought that property in May of 2021, we paid $3.1 million for it. We did a little bit of renovation, they were relatively new. We worked the property, we took the less rent for a long period of time and finally rolled those rents up very slowly because we don't try to move people up more than 5% a year. When somebody moved out, we would move the rent to full scale. But before that, we didn't move one client out. That property will be bought by Roots for about $3.9 million. It appraises for four million. $950,000. Now, we did think about flipping the property. That's a million dollars cash, right? <laughs> Into roots right now. But why would we do that? And yes, all that money would be in the fund and shared. We have to pay 90% or more of that money out every year, whatever profit is made. But why would we do that and cause any member that's been in there less than a year to pay ordinary income tax? on a cash distribution oh, yeah. is to grow the wealth. And then at some point when people are ready to take it out, they pay capital gains. If they've stayed with us one year, they've got a capital mm -hmm. gain. Makes sense. So 
it just, we, right now we're mm -hmm. building this platform. We want to put 400 to 500 houses in the first roots fund and then grow another nice. one. So we won't be flipping any homes for a while, but any profit made in roots real estate investment community is shared amongst every single shareholder pro rata based on how much they own. Excellent. Larry, not to be negative or anything, we're, we are going to have some foreclosures and issues as the recession hits. Are, is there a way that some of these homeowners could avoid foreclosure and bring the home to you guys to purchase, to rent it out? It's so interesting. I can't believe you're going to ask them the question. The first thing we started doing was going to the banks during the pandemic and asking them to ask anyone they were needing to foreclose on, introduce them to us. We don't so need to it, buy it is a, it is an option. Absolutely. We'd love to find a person who unfortunately is in a situation. Maybe they're because they'll help people nine, and we pay the mortgage off in many cases, just depending on the value of the home. If we can make it work, we'll pay the mortgage off and give them some cash to pay some bills off, let them live there and build their equity back again. That would be the perfect picture for us. We would love Rockstar. to help anybody who's in a mortgage situation. Good. Keep the home they're in. Now, we're not nationwide yet, so I need to put that caveat in. We're in Atlanta. We're around Georgia. We can handle anything within a couple hours of Atlanta, but we don't want to exceed what our ability to manage the properties and Got do the right it. things are. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Larry, any, any foreign investors can get involved as well? Anybody outside? Because we are a global podcast, right? So if anybody wants to get involved, can they be part of it? They can. There are different rules in every country. We have not done all the, we know we can, and we know that people can invest from other countries. No problem. Um, it's, it, but we don't know their tax laws and what we need to do. But if somebody's interested, it would be very hard to take a hundred dollar investment from Costa Rica right now, I would say, because you, there's so much paperwork and cost to managing mm -hmm. that one external thing. But uh, so we, our intention by the way, is to be global and to be access good. to real estate ownership in America for anybody in the world. It's just, we're in a very early stage, we're only about a year and a half, two years old. So. Get, no, of course, Larry, there's one, the option that we're talking about is an individual or a family coming in as a resident and renting and being part of the fund. But is there an option for someone that it is, doesn't need to rent and just wants to put money in like any other fund? Of course, they should course. be able to do it as well. Yeah, we've raised about $10 million. And of that, only about 176,000 is the residents. Remember okay. that the residents are, you know, we've got about 107 doors right now. So those are the residents, but to build, to buy the properties, you need a lot more money than that. Right? So mm. the residents will always be the smaller part of the investment, but treated just like the person who put a quarter million dollars in as an accredited investor. No, excellent. No, that's great. Larry, would you be able to share? what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? I've heard that question at the end of your podcast before, because yeah, we always it. ask it. And I'm I searched long and hard for an innermost power. I, I think it's okay. the, the, Take your time. the thing that's made it, made my business life and my personal life successful is the willingness to take time with anybody who asked for it is nice. to, is to be available. I think is probably great. The most important thing. That's I think excellent. we have to share whatever learning that we have. Yes. I don't have an yeah. original thought. Everything came from somebody else's book exactly. uh, or podcast or well whatever. Said. And I have a website called sharethelearning.com. I actually posted it after I retired oh. from where 
old company and it doesn't make any money. It's not made to generate a dollar, but it's got about a hundred books I've read with reviews on it and thoughts and just Excellent. quotes I've stolen from people. And, and so the people who know me know that I'll spend 10 or 15 minutes to an hour with anybody who wants to sit down and talk. That's awesome. I appreciate that, Larry. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you guys are doing, you and Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, correct. Yes. I'll give my regards to Daniel. He's doing good work. You're doing good work because people need help. And really, at the end of the day, the more we help each other, the stronger we'll become the unity and the help and the service to each other. It's all love-based. And the stronger the love is in people's lives, the just the results actually increase with that power. So I appreciate you for taking the time to come on this show. And I'm glad to hear all the wonderful things you're doing. Thank you. And I love the work you're doing because you come at this whole podcast with your heart. And it's really awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Larry. A pleasure to meet Pleasure to hear what you just said because it means a lot because we do actually just operate from that. We don't, we don't try to make it all fancy, but we just, just comes from heart. If it turns out fancy, good. If it doesn't, right? So um, just without you guys, without guests like you, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So I appreciate you. Audience, thank you as well. Really genuinely appreciate you guys as well. I know, like I said to Larry, without you guys, we wouldn't be growing either. So grateful to have you guys part of the audience and helping us grow. Check out Larry and Daniel's information, the show notes, check out the site. If you have some extra money that you want to build upon, this sounds like very good opportunity to at least investigate further. And Larry says he has a open door policy of somebody. If you guys want to chat with him, get to know him. You can see he's genuine and he's there to help. So definitely get in touch with him. And again, thank you, Larry. And thank you, everyone. Thank you.